Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Rezzed TV. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. I'm a-coming, Luigi! Reggie fils is retiring. I mean, this guy worked at Nintendo for a really long time. In fact, I, I, don't, I mean, I always paid attention, but only casually. But the entire time that I've been paying close attention to what Nintendo has been doing, Reggie has been there. He has been there at every E3 that I've that I've watched. Uh, he's been there at it. He's been in the directs. I mean, not all of the directs, but more of them in the past. But like, he was this awesome character, and it's it's not often that you get somebody who's you know they get their degree in business that they allow themselves to become this character, and that's what he that's what he was. I I, I think of I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite moments uh, with Reggie. There's the there's of course the one where he is uh, fighting Mr. Iwata when they announced the fact that uh, in Smash 4 that we were going to be able to play as the me characters. Uh, so they had they, they had like this ridiculous uh, Dragon Ball Z style fight between uh, Mr. Iwata and Mr. Fizume. And I always thought that he was really cool. There, there was that other one where uh, they did like this weird claymation thing in the Nintendo Direct and... Um, Reggie's up on stage. Claymation Reggie is up on stage, and somebody in the in the audience like shouts something about you know when are we getting Mother Three or something like that, and he takes his sunglasses off and uh, burns him with his eyes. I, I just always thought Reggie was a super fun uh, person to be in charge of Nintendo, and you know it, you can't get a much better fit for somebody to be in charge. Of, of video games to, to have it be this absolutely personable seeming uh, really really fun loving guy uh, I was just always a big fan of Reggie and he always gave us some really really great uh, quotes so this is the um, article that uh, Nintendo posted at, at their PR site so I posted this over at runjumpstomp.com uh, it's, it says here uh, after more than 15 notable years at Nintendo of America and nearly 13 as its president and chief operating officer, Reggie fils will retire. His last day with Nintendo will be April 15th. Uh, Doug Bowser, and no, that's not a joke. That's the guy's actual name. He's been working at Nintendo for a really long time. Uh, but Nintendo says Doug Bowser, Nintendo of America's current senior vice president of sales and marketing, will then succeed Reggie as president of Nintendo of America. Reggie then, um, I'm sorry, Mr. Furukawa, who is the new uh, president of Nintendo overall, uh, basically Reggie's boss, he says, I really appreciate everything Reggie has done for Nintendo. Um inside and outside the company. Reggie is known as an exceptional leader. We are grateful that he is leaving the business in good shape with strong momentum. And talk about, I mean, this is me, not, not Mr. Furukawa, but talk about uh, going out on top. You can't get much better than to retire when the switch is just 
uh, hitting on all cylinders or firing on all cylinders. Um, Mr. Furukawa goes on to say, while we will miss him and we wish him the very best in his retirement, we are also pleased to have such an able successor ready to step into the role. Doug Bowser and the rest of the team will ensure a seamless transition and continued momentum uh, for, for Nintendo. Uh, Reggie then says, Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. It's a part that is filled with gratitude for the incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the opportunity to rep- to represent such a wonderful brand, and most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead leveling up for more time with my wife, family, and friends. Uh, then... Bowser, Doug Bowser, who, okay, let's take just a second and everybody make a joke about the guy's name because he works for Nintendo and his name is Bowser and now he's the president. It's like uh, somebody said that, you know, Bowser is taking or going to beat Mario at corporate instead. Uh, So get all the jokes out of your system. Pause the show for a second. We'll get them all done and then we'll move on. We got them. Okay. I am jealous of his name. I think it's cool. Uh, So he says, uh, it has been my great fortune to work with and be mentored by Reggie for four years at Nintendo of America. And rest assured, we will continue to build on his work to evolve and expand our brand, furthering Nintendo's global mission of creating smiles. There are millions more of those to come. And then the rest of the... um, the article, uh, which you again you can find over at runjumpstomp.com, talks about his um, his his uh, his oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? His path through the company because uh, he started uh, in at Nintendo of America as um, vice president of sales and marketing, which is what Doug Bowser is right now, um, and. He started back in 2003, and then after only two years, he took over uh, as president of, of Nintendo of America, or maybe it, maybe it was three years of Nintendo of America. And this is all the way back during the GameCube and Game Boy Advance era. Uh, so you know we have him to thank for a lot of that that stuff. And um, I think that you know a lot of people look at Nintendo and they say that all of the decisions are made at Japan. And I think that's true for a lot of the stuff. But Reggie was always uh, an important part of Nintendo. We don't really know how he... We don't know what his influence has been over the past uh, 15 years. But I will say this. I know that uh, both myself and a lot of people... Uh, who are going to be watching E3 this year, we're going to be missing Reggie because Reggie comes out on stage and, man, that guy had a presence, not only because he was a giant of a person, but he was just awesome. And he had this presence that when he was up on stage, you paid attention to what he was saying. I'm a big fan of Reggie fils I'm sorry to see him go, but I don't think that they would have done this if they didn't have... A, a good steward uh, in uh, Doug Bowser. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Doug Bowser can do. Hopefully he brings the same personality to Nintendo of America or to uh, being the face of Nintendo of America. 
Although it seems to me that it's almost like Mr. Koizumi is is taking up that role because he seems to be the face of Nintendo right now. Uh, Mr. Furukawa isn't getting out there in front of people. And I don't think we've seen Reggie in a bit for a direct. So my guest is Mr. Koizumi, who, um, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, I think that his first game that he worked on was Zelda Link's Awakening. So it must be pretty crazy for for his uh, team to be bringing uh, Zelda Link's Awakening back to the Nintendo Switch. Anyway, uh, hats off to you, Reggie. Uh, you're a gentleman and an, just an awesome dude, and you are going to be missed. I think that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Doug Bowser does. Hello, look. Hey, listen. Nintendo posted the Nintendo download today. Uh, it's something that they do every week, and I cover it when there's not tons of Nintendo news, but I added this to the show notes before I found out about Reggie, and I figured might as well talk about it. Uh, so... This is basically a list of what's going on uh, with Nintendo that came out this morning. And let's take a look. So first off, there is now a demo available for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which is really, really great. Because I think that, like me, a lot of people probably looked at, um, they probably looked at Nintendo or, or I'm sorry, looked at Pokemon Let's Go and they said, I'm going to pass. But now that there's a free demo for people to try, I think that that's a good idea. Uh, if they if if people get their hands on that game, I think that people are going to be interested in playing it. Uh, other stuff that is also available, uh, there is tri uh, Trials Rising Standard Edition. Uh, it says here, explore over-the-top action and physics-bending motorcycle racing in the latest entry in the tri Trials franchise. So I played Trials on the 360 I think and I had a lot of fun with it this is a game where you're driving sideways across the screen in a motorcycle and there's all kinds of crazy thing like loop-de-loops and crazy jumps and fire shooting out of places and spikes everywhere and you know you gotta try and get from A to B in the fastest possible time without crashing it's a really really good game and Trials Rising for the Nintendo Switch uh, they're calling it Standard Edition, so my guess is there's probably a uh, Fancy Edition coming out afterwards, maybe. Uh, that comes out on February 26th, so in just five days. Uh, this is one that totally snuck by it. I'm going to say this quietly so that my son doesn't hear because then I'm going to have to spend money. Um, the Lego Movie 2 video game. Uh, that one comes out also on February 26th. And speaking of demos, uh, Kirby's Epic... No, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, uh, which was originally a Wii game uh, and now is on the 3DS, also has a demo version. Uh, you can, I think you can check out the demo. Um, I think you can check out the demo now, and uh, the full game will come out on March 8th. Uh, what else we have? Oh my gosh, we have so many other games that are new this week. I'm going to list them off really quick. I'm only going to stop for the ones that I've tried out or played. Um, Alchemic Dungeon DX, almost there, the platformer. This one I played a little tiny bit of um, on Nintendo Switch. It's actually pretty cool. It's a, it's a very, very difficult, difficult 
Um, that's the wrong game. Uh, it's a very difficult platformer that uh, you play as this little box with like a red headband on. And um, as you basically you are this box there's like no animation really it's got a cool art style they're doing something with lighting that i really really like and uh when you're playing this game you can jump over things if you run for a little bit you will have uh, you'll gain enough speed in order to um jump further and then what else oh you can stick to walls and it has this cool ability for you to um how do i want to say it you can stick to the wall and then jump off the wall and then change direction in midair and grab the wall again oh gosh the music is louder than me i didn't realize that sorry um there we go i fixed um so it, it's got a bunch of levels in it and it's actually really cool and um, I highly recommend that you check it out because it's neat. It's very neat. And that came out on the on the eShop uh, today. Uh, Origami Shadow Edition. Origami is another really, really cool game that if you've not checked out, I did a first look on it. I'm trying to think of when I did my first look. It was well, a couple of weeks ago, I think, and Origami is this game where you play a vengeful spirit. I think that I talked about it uh, before on the show. And uh, you are, have been risen from the dead, and you like wear like mummy. You look kind of like a mummy with a red cloak on. And uh, as you, it's basically a stealth game. You have to sneak through and kill dudes in order to get to the end of the of, of the room and it's actually really really fun um it's you know there's blood in it and stuff like that so it's not for kids but uh you have the ability to teleport from shadow to shadow and i think that that's really really awesome so origami shadow edition uh, also is is out this week then we've got Arcade Archives Frontline. We've got Awesome P, Car Mechanic Simulator, Caterpillar Royale, Daggerhood, Devil Engine, Dungeon Stars, Gigantic Army, Hellwarders, I Want to Fly, Midball Play, My Arctic Farm 2018, Pizza Parking, Cube 2, Quest for the Golden Duck, which looks really weird. Uh, that comes out on February 22nd, so that's tomorrow. Rad Rogers Radical Edition comes out on February 26. Raining Coins Remy Lore. I just did a first look this morning at Remy Lore uh, for the Nintendo Switch. It's this really uh, like top down. Well, not top down. More like a three quarters view um, action combat game where you are this girl who finds a book. The book talks and. Uh, you have a broom, which you can use to hit these robot enemies with. Uh, basically, you are it, it's like a combo kind of game. So kind of like a button masher, but it's also, it, it's actually pretty fun. Like when I first looked at it, I was like, I don't think so. But the like playing the little bit that I played today... I was I was impressed. I thought it was kind of fun. I found it all of the um, the dialogue is in Japanese, but it, it has English subtitles. They also give you the option to skip the story because for me, I just don't care about the story even a little bit. Like it doesn't impress me 
I'm not interested in this in this girl who found a book, but what I am uh, interested in is what the gameplay is like, and the gameplay is actually pretty fun. So I would recommend that you check that out. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Rotating Brave, which is this weird game. I haven't played it yet. I've got the review code, but it's a game. I can't make a video for it because it's a game there where you have to hold the switch in your hand and rotate it around in order to get the on-screen things to happen. Uh, I'm going to try and take a look at that maybe later today or tomorrow, and I'll be able to talk about it on the next uh, episode. Uh, then there's Sky Hill, Sir Fingers, The Golf. The Journey, the Journey Down Trilogy, The Lost Light of Sisu, that comes out on February 27th. Uh, Tear Chains of Valhalla comes out tomorrow. Warplanes, World War II Dogfight, that's something that I am interested in. I played a game, I can't remember what it was. It was a while back where it was like World War I um, dogfighting game, and it was really, really fun. And I can't think of the name of it, but it was so good. And it had this really cool cell-shaded art style that is just... The name is escaping me. Um, hopefully somebody in chat will remember. And then Exmorph Defense uh, is also out. Yumaniki Dream Diary and Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn demo version is out. So, whew, man, there's a lot of games coming out right now for the Nintendo switch uh make sure that you check those out um and if you're interested in seeing what these games are like uh head on over to my youtube channel youtube.com slash run jump stomp and i've got first looks at some of these games over there anyway let's move on All right, before I move on to the next section, um, I looked it up, and the game that I was trying to think of that I could not think of was Skies of Fury. Really, really fun game. Uh, kind of repetitive, but I definitely think you should check it out. I had a lot of fun with it. Okay, well, today is a birthday. It's not my birthday, but it feels like my birthday. Because today is the day that The Legend of Zelda first came out over in Japan... 33 years ago it came out alongside the Famicom disk system so they were they were released at the same time I have a copy of the I, I I love this thing I ordered this off eBay I have a copy of the original whoops I dropped it the original Famicom uh, disk with Zelda on it I mean how cool is that thing I love the way and if you're if you're just uh, if you go to runjumpstomp.com, you can see a picture of this. Uh, but I love how it's got Nintendo stamped on the disc, like in, embossed. That's so cool. And it's got the really really awesome art on there. It says the Hyrule Fantasy, and it's got side A and side B. And uh, man, Zelda. Uh, if ever there was a game that changed the the course of my life, it, it was it was Zelda. I played that game so much when I was a kid. I just adored it. And I remember when I when I was a kid, um, you know, a lot of time was spent trading hints and tips for this game at the playground. Like my friends and I would talk about it, like. Oh man, if you get the raft, make sure you go over to the right-hand side of the map 
and you'll be able to launch and go to this other secret and uh, make sure that you put a bomb in like the third or use the fire on the third tree and on this map and we were always like talking about how to get further in the game because it took us a really long time to beat that game it was just amazing and i'd never played a game like it before and and to be fair i don't think i played another game like it until breath of the wild came out for me the greatest game of all time and yeah there were other zelda games but they weren't like the original zelda the original zelda was this open world you could just go wherever you wanted and i mean zelda a link to the past it had that too but it didn't feel like you had nearly as much freedom as you did in breath of the wild and the original zelda i mean honestly I would say that if if I were to compare any game to the original Zelda, Breath of the Wild is the best approximation. Uh, it's just an amazing game, and it's its 33rd birthday today. And uh, I just thought that that was funny because we're on episode 303 of the podcast, so I figured why not take a second and uh, pay some respect to uh, the Hyrule Fantasy, The Legend of Zelda, starring Link, what a great game. People in the industry say Nintendo simply has the best games. Okay, everybody, I've got some bad news for you. I have been a huge fan of this game for a really long time. Uh, I played through this game with my son. We did, we played multiplayer. Uh, I actually played it long before that. But when it came to the Switch, my son and I sat down, each with a Joy-Con in our hand, and we played through this game and had an absolute blast. And that game is Shovel Knight. And if you didn't know, Shovel Knight was uh, a Kickstarter game. It made... Uh, it it um, They had made goals that if they hit these goals, then they would make... Um, boss campaigns so they ended up hitting those goals and then they made specter knight campaign and plague knight and they put those out for free and then they had they had actually hit three goals so they had made enough uh on their kickstarter that they said that they were going to put out three boss campaigns and that was a very very long time ago uh but shovel knight king of cards that is the campaign for king knight it's been delayed again this is so so sad i was really you know every single time that a nintendo direct came on every single time i was like is this when we're going to find out the re the release date for king of cards you know i was always looking forward to it but alas the answer is no uh, this is what Yacht, Cl Yacht Club Games uh, said at their website. They said, we estimate several months for this delay at most. It's not a major delay, so much as more space to bring everything together for a polished and complete finale. As always, these last steps require coordination with many teams beyond our own. We realize the delay is disappointing, to communicate better with everyone moving forward, we will be, we will not be announcing a new date until we know one for sure. From all partners involved, all builds shipped out, updates ready at launch for everybody and everyone. 
we will announce it for good once it's 100% all across the board. And honestly, I feel like that's something that they should do, like everybody should do. Every single game developer should take exactly this, like Yacht Club Games made a mistake. They, they announced a date, and it was supposed to be April 9th, and now they've had to delay it. And, I mean, it's been delayed more, much more than that, but this is the last delay, hopefully. And they said, again, I'm just going to read that, that one last part. Uh, we will not be announcing a new date until we know one for sure from all partners involved. All builds shipped out, updates ready for launch for everyone and everybody. We will announce it for good once it's 100% across the board. I think that every single video game developer should do that. Stop announcing things three years out, Square Enix. I'm looking at you with Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3. You know, we, we go to E3. Well, go to E3. We watch E3 and we hear about all these cool games that are coming and then we we watch E3 the next year and they're like, hey, we're still working on that. And that's great. Only announce stuff that's coming out now. That's that's my recommendation and wish that the video game industry would get behind. Um, and yes, Nintendo does this too. Nintendo has made mistakes in the past. Metroid Prime 4. I understand. However, I feel like they didn't have a choice in that case. In that particular case, they had just brought out a brand new console. They just announced Metroid uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS. If they did not mention Metroid Prime 4, everybody was going to be firing a billion questions at them. Why aren't you supporting the Switch, your brand new console? So they had to say Metroid Prime 4, even if it wasn't ready, and then it had to get um, basically shelved and restarted. So this is not a shelf and restart. This is just polishing. And I, I for one, am, would be, will be completely happy with Shovel Knight taking some more time to polish uh, the King of Cards stuff because what an awesome game Yacht Club, made, uh, Yacht Club Games has made. Uh, speaking of delays, the Untitled Goose Game uh, has been delayed. There's a very, very funny video where... Actually, it, it, it cracks me up. Uh, the 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 duck or the duck. It's not a duck. It's a goose. The goose. Uh, they kind of walk up, and there's a there's a sign that says "coming early in 2019," and the goose comes up and just steals the early sign, uh, and then is chased off screen by some dude, and then late uh, later. 2019 shows up afterwards. I think that that's hilarious, and that's definitely something <sighs> that entices me a little bit with Untitled Goose Game. I don't really care about it. I know that there are people who, when they saw Untitled Goose Game at the, I think it was the Indie Showcase, they got really, really excited for it. I was, I thought it looked funny, but it doesn't really appeal to me. It kind of reminds me of that goat simulator, which, again, not a game that I'm interested in. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe I, I'd be happy to be proven wrong and that uh, Untitled Goose Game uh, turns out to be an amazing achievement. I just doubt it. I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I just don't think it's going to be a game uh, for me. Uh, speaking of things that are coming to the Switch, 
That's a terrible segue. Uh, I'm just going to leave it in, though. Um, this is very interesting. Uh, I'm Catastrophe, with a K, uh, on Twitter, who's the community manager for Resident Evil stuff at, Co at Capcom UK. And uh, she posted that we are going to have more details about Nintendo Switch ports at the end of February. Uh, so stay tuned. So, I mean, there's not much left in February. So my guess is sometime next week, we're going to be hearing about some Resident Evil Maybe Zero, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, I don't know, maybe maybe Code Veronica. I'm not sure what games they're talking about, but all I know is that Resident Evil is that game that people... It's like on the tips of everyone, everyone's tongue right now because Resident Evil 2 is such a, such a great game uh, and the remake is supposedly really, really awesome as well. So I'm excited for that. All right, before we get out of here, I want to switch over to a couple of emails that I got. And I'm going to try and do this fast because I'm running out of time. I, I just realized we're already past the 30-minute mark. Uh, so Adamantium sent in, I love that name, by the way, sent in an email. Uh, they said, hey, Bill, just caught, caught your YouTube segment about what Link's Awakening should be worth. Thank you for letting me know about the issues with Spotify, by the way. By the way, let me stop there. Uh, if you hear this and you know somebody else that listens to the podcast, just go ask them, Hey, have you seen, have you heard the new, uh, episode of Nintendo Switchcraft? And if they're like, well, I thought it stopped because it disappeared from my list. I know I've been told by a billion people, Hey, Bill, this is broken. I'm trying to get it fixed as soon as I can. Uh, just tell them that they can subscribe in most podcasting apps and it should come back to other podcasting apps soon. I broke stuff. Sorry. Um, all right. Uh, they said, I think you're spot on with what you said. Games shouldn't be priced to what the game hours are. If they were, Breath of the Wild would have ha would have cost me $150 to buy. I also think the concept of paying for a remake is about right as well. This game will be remade from the ground up on everything other than story. So having the price be the same as a new Zelda game isn't unreasonable. While I think the price point should be 40 to 50 at most, I won't complain or even walk away from the game if it were $60. Another way to look at using Final Fantasy VII Remakes as an example, they have re-released Final Fantasy VII so many times and normally for more or less $20. That's a fair price for a ported game that took less work to move over. Now, whenever Final Fantasy VII Remake releases, there's no way that game is going to cost $20. It will be fully priced at $60 or more. And actually, it's going to be more because the game is going to come out in three parts. The first part is when you are in Midgard City, and then the other two parts come after that. Uh, so if you want to play all of Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's probably going to cost you uh, $180 to buy all three games. Now, I'm sure that they will justify that with plenty of gameplay, but just letting you know. All right. Uh, what is, uh, he says, gee, should I have to pay full price for a remake of Final Fantasy VII? It's the same story, but it's not the same game. All I know is I'm excited to think Nintendo is doing an awesome job as of late with most things. Tetris 99 is also awesome. I like your idea of making an updated Duck Hunt game fair past due. 
and I love the art style they chose for Link's Awakening. I always enjoy watching the podcast. The work you put into the show is noted and appreciated. Thank you so much, Adamantium. Uh, I also got an email from Vincent. Uh, they said, hey, Bill, I think $60 for a port to Link's Awakening is a fair price. It's a complete remake of a 25-year-old game. Like you said, they can't reuse anything from the original game, so it's basically a game, a new game from the ground up. I would imagine that if it's a, if it was a short game, Nintendo would add some post-game stuff in as well. I wouldn't count on it. I'm not going to say that they won't or that they will, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. Um, I don't think anyone complained when Pokemon Let's Go was priced at sixty dollars and was a complete remake of Pokemon Yellow. Yes, they did. Lots of people complained because people like to complain about things. I will say. What I still have a problem with is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze being priced at $60 when it was released at $50 on the Wii U. I still think that that's a scummy and part of the reason I haven't picked it up yet. Anyway, I'm not sure if I'm going to pick up Link's Awakening regardless. I finally picked up Breath of the Wild back picked Breath of the Wild back up today after a year-long break and beat the stupid camel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Divine Beasts were definitely one of the weaker parts of Breath of the Wild, but now I'm getting off on a tangent. Hey, welcome to the club. Unrelated, hang in there with school. Only a few more weeks until spring break for you, I'm sure. Vincent, thank you, Vincent, very much. I also, uh, I'm running out of time, so I'm not going to read it, but I also got people who wrote in from, uh, on our Discord. If you haven't joined the Discord yet, you absolutely should. If you go to runjumpstomp.com Discord, you will see a link there at my website that will take you to our Discord. We call it the Nerd Nest. Join that community. We have a lot of fun talking about stuff over there. My Discord kind of blew up with that Reggie news. And I like I, I posted in there, oh, hey, everybody, look at this interesting, interesting stuff. And people were like, oh, no, Bill, we already know about that because they were ahead of me. Um, Okay, I lied. Joel Mead 24 wrote in. He said, uh, for me, Bill, for me, I don't believe I will pay full price. In this case, $60 for Link's Awakening. I've never played Link's Awakening before, as I think I've mentioned before that Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda game I've ever played, which some say means I've never played a Zelda game still. I disagree with those people. I don't feel the nostalgia tug since I've never played it, and my mind is still... In my mind, it is still an older game. I can afford it, no problem. I just don't want to afford it at that price because I'm not perceiving it to be worth $60. It's not a good value for that product. Considering how much I have to play in the backlog and considering that I don't have a strong emotional attachment to the game from my childhood, I can confidently say I will pass at $60. I would, however, reconsider at $40 to $45, but since Nintendo's but since it's a Nintendo first-party game, that may be asking a bit too much. Hope it all makes sense. Joel Mead. Joel, thank you so much for writing in. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody else who emailed me, which you can do so by sending an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Oh, my goodness. I have talked for a really long time. So it's time for me to get out of here. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, if you have not already joined the community, join our Discord. You can also watch the show live at, at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me through email or shout at me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. If you are looking for ways to support the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And don't forget about my other podcast called, you guessed it, Run Jump Stomp. It's a call-in show where you call in, comes out on Fridays, and you share your thoughts on gaming. So basically, it's your show. So call in. Um, big thank you to um, Noteblock for the music for today's show and Tom Winter for the music at the end of the show. You can check out their stuff in the show notes. Uh, and uh, if you can also go to runjumpstomp.com slash music for any music that's ever been on the show. I only play really good stuff, so make sure you check that out. Um, speaking of runjumpstomp.com, I am trying to write more on it so that is something that i'm working on make sure you go to runjumpstomp.com hit bookmark and then uh just go there every day check it out see what see what stuff you might miss because i might post stuff on there that i don't talk about on this show it's not going to be just nintendo stuff anyway i'm out of here you guys are awesome thank you for the people who have come to watch the live show i will see you guys all next time until then bye bye